Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Goes the Jam Jam. We have reached episode 5 in the Ghosts Series 1 review. Can I give the summary with... No, I've already forewarned there's going to be a summary. God, one day I'll just be able to do it cold. You, dear listener, will just begin the podcast and the summary will start and it will be a revelation to all of us. Anyway, that didn't happen this time. Fingers crossed. You can't see me crossing my fingers, but fingers crossed. Take my word that I'm actually doing that right now, because I am. It will happen maybe in the next episode, or who knows. At some point, this is going to be seamless. It's going to be like a well-oiled machine. I can't say when that machine is going to become well-oiled. Just trust me, at some point it will be well-oiled. Anyway, the summary for Series 1, Episode 5 of Ghosts. BBC, the proper one, <laughs> is as follows. Moonastone. Alison and Mike meet their posh neighbours and decide to host a dinner party. Robin celebrates a lunar eclipse. Haven't we all? <laughs> I am joined. I am joined. To discuss this episode, I'm joined. <laughs> to discuss this episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. Announce yourself, special guest. Hello, I'm Alan Elwood. Thank you, Alan, for coming back and being on the podcast. It's great to have you. Thanks so much for inviting me back. It's it's always a treat. Firstly, I wanted to ask you, how did you find the show? That's a good question. I think I, I think I was in from the get go. I think I, I yeah, I think I watched it from from the, the first day it aired. I kind of I never I, I never really I'm, I'm a little bit too old to have grown up in like horrible histories and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just. I think I've sort of promoed for it and just thought, oh, this this looks exactly my my cup of chai. Because um, yeah, I I think you have anything with Charlotte Ritchie in, uh, it's going to get my attention because I think she's great. And yeah, I just it just felt I felt like you know, I'll, I'll give it a pun. And I think you know some sitcoms, you know, you 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 might need to give it like at least two or three weeks to get into it and everything like that. But I think this 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 had me at episode one because it it was such a, a strong concept and so well done uh i think even from the first scene you kind of knew what you're getting into with the kind of the the, the bait and switch of you know expectation and uh, of you know punchline setup and the the, fr- the friends comparison is absolutely there because for, much like friends i think they had those characters set up within the first yeah i agree because with especially for sitcoms especially for pilots it's sort of like when i hear cat especially american stuff when you hear the canned laughter you go why are you laughing at this thing that you don't know any of the context of any of the things you know yeah. it's but with with ghosts because it, you know you haven't got the laughter so you you're, you it has to work that a little bit harder the jokes are there from like second one 
No, it's you've just got these these very strong characters with very strong decisions who these characters are. Who's your favourite character? Oh, that's like making me choose my favourite child. I've got any children, but still, um, <laughs> I I will flip between each one. Usually, it's the one that, that's talking currently. Um, <laughs> I think Pat really. Mm. I think you know. Yeah, I I see so much of me in Pat. It's it's quite scary. I definitely feel like there's a Halloween outfit there uh, waiting for me. Um, <laughs> again, what a friend. Everyone goes, oh, which friend are you? And I go, oh, I'm Joey. And they go, no, you're you're, you're Chandler. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I think I'd, I'd like to think I'm 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 like Robin with it, or, or you know. But no, I'm 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 definitely more Pat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to agree. I'm also Pat. And while I started my life as Phoebe, I have become Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, I I, I don't know. I I think I was Chandler, now now I'm Mr. Heckles. (laughs) Well, as long as none of us are the hairless cat, we're fine. (laughs) Okay, so... In this episode, we got introduced to a guest star, Barkley Beg Chetwin and his wife, Bunny. Oh, oh, he is so awful. I know. He's the absolute worst, and I love it. I'm all here for it. And he, he, Jeffrey McGibbon, he, he, I mean, basically has played this part about 15 times, and... It's just a delight. You, you know exactly who he is. You know exactly who Bunny is. Again, Sophie Thompson. Oh my god, she's. Yeah. I love, 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 love everything she does. Um, I, I, she's she's one of those actresses who who just keeps on cropping up in things. You know, um, obviously, uh, Detectorists, uh, which are. I mean, I'd, I'd say probably, probably my the, the other sitcom I I will judge people on uh, yeah. not watching because. Lush, um, uh, and uh, feel good as well. But yeah, no. As, as soon as soon as Barkley kind of starts barking in and just bitches, <laughs> oh, just oh, absolutely delightfully horrible, horrible man. Yeah, um, so much fun because it just it's one of these these characters is basically a grenade. You kind mm. of just just throw them into the mix of things and Alison and Mike just can't can't deal they've got no understanding of this this type of person because they are they are in their own little bubble of of just money and artifice and kind of pomposity that they just they they do think they can just walk into someone's house with their dogs and just yeah just cause absolute chaos yeah it's a very I, I'm not. Sh- I'm not. I couldn't categorically say this, but it definitely feels like a bit of a Boris Johnson type. Um, yeah, you. I think you know. that's spot on because I think the thing about the character that's so interesting is that how it's played. It's not played muhaha villain. It's like yeah. he's got a read straight away on who Alison and Mike are. Uh-huh. And yeah. the fact that he can't even be bothered to get Alison's name right tells you, uh, well, yeah, he knows he can go in there and just bowl them over completely, and they won't be able to do anything. Yeah, it's the it's the you know oh 
you know, I don't need to listen to anyone else because I know what's right. And I know, yeah. you know, oh, your, your, your name is Alison, we'll, we'll carry on, you know. Um, the way that they basically, Alison and, and Mike, you know, they go, oh, maybe we can turn this into an opportunity. And I still found completely out of, out of their depth dealing with this this man. I still giggled with the handshake thing. Yeah. Like, I would shake hands. I just, <laughs> I just oh I, I just yeah so so many nice moments it's just I, I, I can't there's so many good things in it there's the the, the moment where Alison is uh talking uh with her mouthful yeah and uh Lady Fanny just went you know don't tell me mouthful and then then you have this moment where she is you're just watching her <laughs> chew her food and you know, it's just, it's done in real time. And it's just that, that lovely little bit of awkwardness of, of everyone just waiting for, and then by that, by the point she's finally finished, she's, she's forgotten. And then, and then when they're, they're doing the poker bit and she gets up and you follow her to get the, the, the drink and then she comes back and he's lost hundred quid. And it's just the, those, those nice little kind of moments that feel, feel quite theatrical in that, you know, they're not having to do with you at fast edits, not talk about cutting. It's not, it's just, just, they, the, the show has enough room to breathe for these moments because yeah. you you're, you're bouncing between the the farcical and the and yeah the, the silliness of it you know where where Thomas can't keep on saying it it's, it's obviously been affected by Robin's speech pattern um, so it's you know I and we and and that kind of stuff and every episode I watch I go oh this is my favourite episode mm. because it's just it's so so nicely done everyone has a little moment to shine it doesn't feel like it's a selfish show yeah it has you know maybe you don't have a lot of screen time for each character but they all get a little bit of a thing mm. but Thomas I mean in terms of who he is friends wise he's Gunther right? <laughs> no I was going to say he's Ross <laughs> No, he is Ross. No. Ross is creepy. Ross yeah. <laughs> is creepy. Gunther's creepier. That's why. That's where my 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 logic's coming from. Well, let's I call mean, him a yeah. Ross Gunther hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. What, what was what was the the Ross like? The um the one that went with um Russ. Russ, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe he's a Russ, um, <laughs> or yeah. he's a Gus. Which is Gunther and Ross together. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Who do you think should have done the reading at the ceremony out of Thomas oh. and the captain? I mean, personally, I, think... I would have liked to have seen Fanny do it, but that's just me. <laughs> Genuinely, that was what, who I had in my head because I think she, if anyone, if anyone, she didn't get a lot of stuff to do, and I think yeah, she should have done the reading because yeah, it shouldn't all, 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 all be about the boys showing off the the word stuff because yeah. I think yeah, Lady Fanny, she she you know she's she's come from you know good stock, she she knows how to enunciate and stuff you know so um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As long as she's pulling that same sour lemon face. Um, That's just her face. (laughs) (laughs) But we also know, I mean, this is jumping many episodes, many series ahead. We also know that Fanny used to be Stephanie and Stephanie was different. Yeah, give give Lady Fanny a chance of reading some things. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, because the captain was just rubbish. (laughs) He gave it no light or shade. No, exactly. Just yeah, just just he's just a drill sergeant, just kind of barking orders at me. <laughs> yeah, 
I did yeah. love it when they were going around in the circle and they were kind of doing that dance. And I loved how each of the characters did the dance. And it felt so yeah. in character with who they were. And that, it's the dance that no one's watching. You know, they clearly yeah. were not watching each other, just in their own little world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Kitty's, like, wail in the background was just yeah. brilliant. <laughs> It kind of reminded me of, you know, in Finding Nemo, when they're in the fish oh, tank, yeah. and they're yeah, the fish, yeah. and then there's the starfish that wails, um, yeah. <laughs> Nemo gets stuck in the filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt yeah. very much like that. <laughs> in fact, yeah, I that's... wonder if Ghost is actually a retelling of that fi- <laughs> of the fish tank. <laughs> Hi, it's Tam Tam from the future here, coming to correct the past when I say that the scene in question is not Nemo getting stuck in the filter, but in fact, the ring of fire scene. Also, I've become a millionaire. Something that I also thought was really interesting in this episode was that we got to see ghosts using skills to help Alison prepare for this dinner yeah. party. You say using skills. Uh, was skills with a Z wasn't really there, was it? I mean... Well, let's break down I mean, what I... skills were on display. Firstly... Yeah. Why shouldn't they just pop to the supermarket? Oh, don't. I mean, I mean, <laughs> oh, this, so, sometimes the, this show does break my head because they don't always go down the obvious thing. And I've been there when you just go, I can't be asked. I, I know the shop's only five minute walk away, but I just, that's 10 minutes of my life. I just don't want to lose to it. But especially when it's a dinner party, we try to impress someone, you go, Maybe go to Tesco's extra. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> maybe go to the, the, the Gary's down the road. You might get like, you know, one of your half, half lemon moon cakes or whatever, you know, it just, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, that, <laughs> for a show that involves dead people being visible to, to the living, uh, I, I think the, the, uh, I do not believe the plausibility that, that you wouldn't, go to the shops for this situation. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't just open the freeze and go, what have we got? Oh, we've got some lasagna. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, that, that, that to me is logic breaking. And they even, did even seem then, to have a lot of food. Like suddenly there were potatoes, there was like yeah. soup, there was a can of something. And I have to say, I think cooking a pheasant is going to take longer. Time since mum watched this episode with me and she said, you could get everything you wanted from a Marks and Spencer's for the dinner yeah. party. Why wouldn't you do that? And she's right. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not too sure where this is set, but I'm assuming there's a, there's a supermarket within 20 minute drive. Yeah, and I, I get I get the idea that these guys are poor. They haven't got a lot of money to just spaff out on doing things. 
I said, yeah, you know, they wouldn't get a delivery. <laughs> God bless them for that sort of thing. But uh, I, t- I've, I've, I will never, ever, ever get a delivery. I just know, I know this, this is the hill I'm going to stand on and die on. <laughs> um, I think. I think this episode is sponsored by Deliveroo. <laughs> <laughs> go fresh. No, just go to the shops. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Um, I, 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 I've had too many people knocking on my door trying to deliver me food that I have not ordered. Uh, I take it. <laughs> I, I mean, I get a reputation of, you know, food stealer. Um, but yeah, no, um, the kid of the bird thing, that just felt like it was, it was there just to, for, for the, for the joke of the gizzards, you know, it's yeah. like, that is like, how would you get from, from that bit to that bit? Oh, they can't be asked going to, you know, the, the local Londis. Um, they, this, this episode is sponsored by Londis. Um, if there was an apocalypse, I think I would not survive long because I could not even think of contemplate the idea of doing all that to a, to a bird. No, um, I mean animal. I'm a vegetarian, yeah. so the gizzards just yeah. were not an enjoyable yeah. part. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I think it was a two-way um, joke setup because I think it was to set up the captain, and I also yeah. think it was to set up Mary. Oh well, yeah. I mean, okay. This I I think Mary is absolutely blameless in this situation. Agreed. Alison needed to be specific in what she wanted Mary to do. Yeah. She should. She's talking to someone who was burnt at the stake. <laughs> you just understand the nuances of of cooking. Uh, well, you say that, but she's gonna understand that, like, because she knew about the gizzards. So she's going to understand yeah. the nuances of the cooking, but she's not going to yeah. understand it in terms of, like, an agar or a microwave. Yeah. So you're going to yeah, have yeah. to be specific to her and be like, when the skin is brown, come and tell me. Yeah. When yeah. it's gone to your colour, to, 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 like, it's clearly yeah. burnt, please, yeah. it's too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you should know this, Mary. Burnt is bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you can smell burnings, I always smell burnings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh it's so horrific. Oh. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's 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 the, those those little jokes you go, that's so not funny because it's it's horrible the idea that this woman is is this, this in this almost constant state of smelting. Yeah. 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 Oh. It's... Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's it's horrific, but they play it really well. And I do have to yeah. say, oh. if this episode belongs to any character, I think it's Mary. Because yeah, I love yeah. when she's coming down the stairs and she goes, I can't do gambles! <laughs> 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 and then the reveal at the... When they're, when she's looking at the cards and she goes, hmm, so it's a, yeah. it's a blanket! <laughs> <laughs> leaving the show is bad yeah in the respect that she's such a lovely character and mm. she plays it to such lovely oh she's just so sweet and hilarious just by like say she just says hmm and you already know bad things are following <laughs> because Alison has made a grave error in thinking that Mary can help the situation <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like I like I like Alice's kind of realization. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, 
Yeah. It would be like, I think the only other person that it would have been a disaster if she'd chosen is Fanny. Because I think Fanny would have gone gambling. Women don't gamble. Ladies do not gamble. Julian, Pat, the captain, absolutely bang on choices. Yeah. I think even Robin would have been surprisingly good because Robin strikes me as the sort of person who sat there watching people play cards. We know he likes games. And I think he would be surprisingly good. But again, I think Kitty and Fanny, no. Yeah. You know. I mean, mean, Mary could have just got Humphrey's head and just kind of just... Yeah, where was Humphrey? He was not part of the Moonstone ceremony. Yeah. I feel like it's Humphrey erasure. (laughs) (laughs) Either that that or they were too busy uh, putting Robin in makeup. Yeah. uh, that still baffles me. It's, uh, Lawrence is great because I, I, I don't see his face in both characters. No. It's, yeah. I completely... Really. And the, the performances are so different as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. I get I, I, I love when the actors are, are, are double, triple rolling. Yeah. I completely um, agree. So, let's get into the chaos. That was the Moonstone ceremony. Now, I have a question to ask. Is the Moonstone being there the reason why the ghosts, there are so many of them? Is it doing something to them? We see that now now you're you're, you're trying to uh, get into Doctor Who levels of, you know, (laughs) sci-fi, you know, predestined, what kind of stuff. I don't know. I think, though... If, if you know, if we can accept there are ghosts, then you have to accept yeah. that there's everything else as well. Yeah, I love the question because I haven't got an answer because I haven't really, I haven't even thought about that as a thing. But yeah, it feels, I, 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 I think the reason why there are so many ghosts is because they yet to find the reason to, to move on. Mm. I think that's, the, that's why they're there, that they, they, they've, all got unresolved issues. Yes. Um, I mean, bless Robin. I mean, if, if he's been here as long as yeah, yeah. And again, that's he's never going to resolve. Yeah. No. Yeah, there might be something in 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 that the Moonstone being like this kind of like this this beacon for these kind of like these these souls throughout time. Mm. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's an interesting one because yeah, that that sometimes it has to be like this whether it's implicitly said or whether it's just like that, that internal logic of, of this is why this is. Yeah, possibly. Possibly there's some kind of weird mumbo jumbo going on that brings all these, <laughs> these these characters together. I loved the chaos of the whole ceremony though. I loved yeah. the jump cuts between just the four of them to then suddenly the dance routine and I just thought it sort of built up really well to this extreme hysteria. Yeah. The boss coming to dinner is mm. such a, a sitcom trope, yeah. you know, from like 60s, 70s, all the way through. And it's like, how do you do something different? And then obviously the idea that only one, because again, this is the, the, what I love about it only being Alison. So yeah. Mike, Mike is seeing it in completely the way that everyone else is, but, he, but with the but the other thing, he, he understands why he's seeing this weird stuff. And I, I think I said before, I want to see a Mike episode where you're just seeing everything from his POV. The balancing between perspectives 
just and just Alison just basically being mad, you know, just being just shouting in this very quiet, <laughs> intimate setting. Because why wouldn't you? Because you have got these lunatics running around, yeah. just barking at, at, at the moon. Um, yeah, I I really I, I like those those. those Again, the, the editing is always really good. Where it, it does, it, it it picks the exact points to to heighten the the the, the, the chaos. Let's get into the friends episode and yeah. let's talk about which friends do we think each of the characters would be. Right. Okay. So uh, yeah, Th- Thomas is an absolute gunther for me. I think okay. he's just yeah. I think. I, I know there's there's elements of Ross in there, but I think I you know the more more I think about that kind of the 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 full, the, the obsession. I mean, they're both obsessed with Rachel as well, not yeah. just Alison. Kitty's absolutely Phoebe. Yes, yeah. I think Kitty um, and Mary are both Phoebe. We well, see. The, at one point, I was thinking maybe Kitty might be um, uh, Janice. Right. But then, but then I think that's. I don't know. I don't know if that's being. Be, I don't know who that's being mean to. <laughs> because I, 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 I think. Because I think both Janice. I don't think is 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 so nicely played as a character because mm. if if you go down the concept that the friends themselves are horrible, horrible, self-involved people, which they are, then. Which they are, then all the supporting characters are probably way better than you think they are because yes. you're seeing them from perspective of of the 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 core six. Yeah. So I think I think someone like Janice, yes, she's got a slightly annoying laugh, but I think her she her heart is always good. Yeah, um, she she proves herself I, time and time again to be uh, an okay person. Yeah. She, she's flawed in the, in the way that we're all flawed, and I think that's where Kitty is as well. I think Kitty has, but then I, I think where she's probably more Phoebe is in this kind of like the the the, the Phoebeness of it, all the very kind of floopy um, uh, stuff. But uh, and that that element of self involvement that they all they all have, yeah. Um, uh, because yeah, it is Kitty's world, um, and everything should be be about her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely um, peg Mary as the Phoebe because yeah. I think of the horrific things that Phoebe sometimes talks about. Oh, and that, yeah. that gives me Mary vibes. Oh, no, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I had, uh, yeah, it's like cute writing a sad song. Oh, I've got nothing sad happened to me. What about your mum? You know, it's that kind of, yeah, you're absolutely bang on. Thought about that. Yeah. Pat is a hard one to place. Yeah. But I think Pat is um, like Monica. I see. Because I, mm. there's an element yeah. within him that strives for order. Yeah. And strives oh, yeah. for routine that is very Monica. Because let's yeah, face yeah. it, Monica just got rid of her addiction to food and put it in everything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> Because because my, my my initial thought was was the captain, but now I think you've 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 convinced me. Well, yeah. I also think I'm Fanny not... is Monica as well. So I think we've got two Monicas. Now the captain I mm. thought was also a Monica, but 
but I think he's a Chandler. I think he was right. I think he's a Chandler. And I think the line that gives it away is the line in Friends when Chandler goes, I'm desperately lonely. Oh, no, hang on. I'm lonely and desperate for love. And that's, it's like, that's the captain. Yeah. 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 He'd have that on a T-shirt if it wasn't for that. He can wear a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, and he sees it as being uh, funny, but actually, yeah. Chandler's the most sad, depressing person in the show because yeah. he uses yeah. humour like an armour. And lucky I don't he... do that. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can talk about my feelings. and i think robin is joey because he thinks about like food and sex and basic pleasures yeah yeah Yeah. who is julian (laughs) who's rachel (laughs) i think julian's rachel (laughs) i mean he's got the hair yeah, I know. I think I know. I think you're right. I think, yeah. I think he has that Rachelness um, about him. Yeah, because um, he's self-obsessed. He's got yeah. the hair, and also he comes from a background of privilege, and he's learning yeah. about the world with these peasants yeah. that he now lives with. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, and and you can also see his nipples through his uh, shirt on an HD podcast. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm going to say Humphrey is that up. sphinx cat <laughs> <laughs> on the pillow. <laughs> Who were you going to say? I don't know. What I, was, I was thinking, is he the duck? Uh, that no, he's definitely time. that uh, naked cat. Yeah. And obviously, the people in the basement, the plague victims, we can make them the yeah. chick in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Or ugly naked man. Well, it's it's Humphrey's body, ugly, ugly naked guy. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I think Humphrey's body's quite fit if you yeah, look well, at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a cute naked guy. He's, he's getting a little bit of. Uh, a bit of yeah. There's definitely um, a disconnect between Humphrey's head and his body. They don't look like they belong to the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I think the guy who plays Humphrey's body is about ten years younger as well. So. <laughs> and I think his body's got a six pack, which yeah, uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got I've got a six pack. I mean, it's quite low down. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the definition. Someone called it, call it a keg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, as we move to the end of the episode, I just wanted to do an overall rating out of 10 for you. Oh, okay. So, I think I know what it's going to be for you. Okay. I think it's going to be 10. Oh, I see. I, uh, the, the, it would be a 10, but this is one of the ones that didn't make me cry. Okay. Um, Happy Death Day and the other one with Pat, I think, are the ones that probably got... And, and Mary. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 a... Oh, I'd say, for me, it's probably a strong nine. Um, 
but yeah, I I, I really enjoyed the the rewatch as well because it just it, it it cemented so many things I love about this show. And yeah, because I do I do sometimes wonder if they if they did a bit of rejigging of episodes of this show because this almost felt like it could be episode three or something. Yes, because the, the characters were still yeah they were still, a bit chippy with each other weren't they yeah yeah whereas you know episode six is very much in episode six it felt yeah i don't know the sitcominess of of this show does mean that sometimes the resets from each episode do seem to be quite strong they're not that bad like no i'm gonna get really geeky now and i have been watching star trek voyager and start and deep space nine again and yeah. the disconnect between the two because oh, right. Star Trek Voyager has a magic reset button and everything goes back to how oh, it was. Days. Yeah. And Deep Space Nine is, they have, it's sequential. They have to stay there. The stories go on for the whole of the series. You there, know. There, there, are, there are very occasional bits of character reset in DS9. Very yeah. occasional characters. Yeah. But it feels, it's jarring in, in so much as, it doesn't make it, it within, within the 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 whole of the show. Oh yeah, no, I um oh I mean I, again during the, the the next lockdown, I absolutely will be blitzing DS Nine because I well, I I love that show so much. I have it, to say, it, if you're a Ghost fan, watch Deep Space Nine because yeah. there's a lot of similarities because both of them yeah. are kind of set on the island of Lost Toys, and there's not a single character in both that doesn't have something really wrong with them and isn't trying to find out what it is to be a person by being with other people. It's a journey that they're all on and none of them are with it at all. They're all out there and they've all got personality problems. And I mean, in Deep Space Nine, they've all murdered someone, so we just skip over that. But (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I'm going to have to bid you farewell now because I could talk no. to you all day. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I could do this That's all fair. day. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you have a life yeah. and you've got a wife no, and a cat that needs no. you. <laughs> and a cat, yeah. Yeah, apparently. Well, it's all very quiet out there, so I'm assuming they're either asleep or they've gone, gone for a walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the invite. It's always a pleasure. Oh, I can't um, wait to have you back. Yeah, yeah. You say, you tell me when, and I'll be there. I'll <laughs> about anything you want. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs>